Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 12, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. I'm going to keep telling it to you because greater is coming. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And as you walk and live by faith, as you seek to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, as you die to self and your selfish desires and you open up your heart to God's desires for you to become the man, the woman that God called and destined, designed, desires for you to be, greater is coming for you. Say amen to that. All right. So I've been teaching this series for a while that we've been studying the life of David. Um, I've, I've been teaching on faith and patience, uh, but really here, as we've been studying the life of David and I'm teaching you about greater is coming, we're at the point where David is pretty close now to becoming the king of Israel. So this is part 64 of the overall series. And even when David was close, it still took some more time. What did he learn to do? The title of today's message is Enjoy the Wait. And I know wait is a four-letter word, but as a born-again, blood-bought believer, as you are walking with God, God is walking with you and the Holy Spirit is in you, you must learn to tap into the grace to wait and actually enjoy it. It got, like, I know people that say, yeah, I'm going to heaven, but they live miserable now, right? No, no. I am going to heaven, but I am determined to enjoy the ride. God doesn't want us just to make it to heaven, but then be saved and miserably saved. You got to learn how to enjoy the season that you're in. Even while you're waiting on God, learn to enjoy the wait. Today, we're going to cover um, 2 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. So here we go. So the foolish decision that I talked about yesterday, remember where the two military commanders uh, bring the troops <laughs> and they stand right in front of each other and they're like, they had idle time. It was like, hey, I have a good idea. Why don't 12 of our guys fight against 12 of your guys? So anyway, that was, that was dumb. Those guys wind up dying and then 300 and something people died. Remember that? All right. So after that happened, um, it led to a war uh, between those that were loyal to David and those who were loyal to Saul. And really it was Ishbosheth. Saul was dead, but really they were still loyal to Ishbosheth's daddy. So while that is all happening and there's this ensuing war and all of that, God had told David, remember, to move to Hebron, and, and he was there. And since God had not spoken to him again about moving, you know what David did? David just waited in place. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I mean, he waited, and he just waited in place, and he accepted where he was, and he said, you know what? I'm just going to be blessed right now. I'm not going to wait until it happens. I'm going to enjoy the season that I'm in. He had been waiting for the throne for years. Now, he was the king of Judah, but that really wasn't what God said. What God said was king of Israel. What the prophet said was, I'm anointing you to be the next 
king of Israel. So there he is as the king of Judah. He's waiting. He knows that in his heart. It's like the earth hasn't caught up with it yet, right? Have you ever been there? Like you go in your prayer closet and you can see it so clearly. God shows you. I mean, you're doing this and doing that. And, and you know, you, you can see yourself doing what God called you to do and what God destined for you to do. And it's so big on the inside of you that you know that you would never be satisfied until you become what God revealed and all of that. But then you come out of your prayer closet and you got to go deal with people. And it's like, man, it's like the world hasn't caught up with you yet. It's, it's like the, the earth hasn't caught up with heaven's reality. So while David knew, no, 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 king of Israel is what I'm called to do. He's, he comes out and says, yeah, but right now I'm king of Judah and I got to deal with this Ishbosheth dude. And then, you know, he has 11 tribes. I only have one, all of that. But while he was waiting, he was like, you know what? I'm going to make the most of the season that I'm in. So while he was waiting... On the breakthrough to come, he had six sons while he was in Hebron. He had six. He, he, it was a seven and a half year span. So that joker was busy. So in seven and a half years, he had six sons. He had Ammon, Daniel, Absalom, Adonijah, uh, Shephaniah, and Ithrium. So bottom line is he enjoyed life. The Bible says as time passed, David became stronger and stronger, and Saul's dynasty became weaker and weaker. So he, while he was waiting, and he was like, no, no, I know it's only a matter of time before I see in my hands what God revealed in my heart. I, while he was waiting, he kept getting stronger and stronger, and, the, and, and his enemy forces, the people that was occupying his stuff, they kept growing weaker and weaker. And I'm sure that it took longer than David wanted for it to take. Like, I've been there many times. I'm there right now. It's taking longer than I want right? It's taking longer. And it took longer than David wanted. But day by day, here's the point. Day by day, David was getting incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for his life. He was getting incrementally closer to becoming the king of Israel. Day by day, he was growing stronger. Day by day, they were growing weaker. I'm telling you, greater is coming day by day. You got to say, you know what? I am going to make the most of the season that I'm in. I am going to wait and I'm going to enjoy the wait. While I'm waiting, I'm not going to wait with a bitter spirit. I'm not going to wait uh, uh, with my face like all stuck up, like I've been sucking on lemons. No, I am going to wait with the right attitude. I'm going to wait with a spring in my step. I'm going to wait with a song in my heart. I'm going to wait with a smile on my face. I'm telling you, you can wait on God and still enjoy the wait. You got it? So what does this mean for you today? You're like, okay, Rick, talk to me. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. While you're waiting on God, this is how you wait on God. You ready? Three things. Number one, look at me. Number one, here we go. While you're waiting on God, you want to be happy? You want, you, want to, you want to renew your strength while you're waiting? First thing to do, stand on the last word you heard. Let me say this. Let me be clear about this. You're waiting on God. Lord, give me a word. Well, why don't you stand on the last word you heard? If you, you are where you are right now, let's say that you are where you are right now because God spoke it. God declared it. God decreed it. God led you there. The Holy Spirit told you to go. The Holy Spirit told you to fill out the resume. The Holy Spirit put you on assignment. You are there. Like you know that you are where you are because God placed you there. And now you're waiting on a word from God and you want to go here and you want to go there and you want to do all these things. But while you're waiting, if you know you that you are where you are where you, because God placed you there, then just remain in place. David was like, God sent me to Hebron and I'm not going to move until God tells me to move. Matter of fact, I'm going to enjoy my time. He had six kids while he was waiting on the Lord to say what to do next. Many believers want God to give them a word. Lord, give me a word. Brother Pena, 
Can you pray for me? What's up? Oh, I need a word. I need a word. You know, I just need a word. I got a word for you. You need a word for this morning. Here's a word. Study to show thyself approved unto God. That's a word. Why don't you meditate and medicate on God's word and then just stand on the last word you heard. Stand on. Listen, you're not even maximizing the last word God gave you. Why are you asking God for another one? What well, stand on the last word you heard. The last word you heard will keep you until God speaks to you again. You, you want God to tell you to move. But listen, the last word you heard is good enough to keep you while you're waiting on God to tell you to move. And so you have to meditate and medicate on the last word you heard. Far too many believers grow impatient while they're waiting on God to do what he said he was going to do. And if you're not careful, watch this. If you're not careful, this impatience can lead you to do one of two things. Either one, you can get out there ahead of God. Now, you're doing the right thing, but you're doing it at the wrong time, right? So now you know it's the right thing, but it's not the right time. And so the right thing at the, at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. And so now you're out there ahead of God, right? Or number two, you could just go a whole different way. And I know, believe, I've done it myself, where frustration, you get so frustrated that you're like, it's taking too long, and you go out there and go do something else. Okay, now you're outside of the will of God. Now you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of your decisions, and you are going to reap whatever you sow. Right? So don't act like, oh, everything that happens is God's will. No, you have been a knucklehead. You've been hard-headed. You've been stiff-necked before. I've been there. We've all been there. And if you make a decision that's not God's will and you go out there a different way, you if it's your will, it's your bill. You're going to have to deal with it. Say amen to that. This series is about faith and patience. One of the most important aspects of walking with God and living by faith is learning to discern his timing. And so while you're waiting on God, things are not going to happen before their time. So don't move until God tells you to move. You're like, okay, well, what do I do now? Stand on the last word you heard. And the church said, amen. You got it? All right. Number two, number two, learn to rest and enjoy the season that you're in. You got to learn how to rest and enjoy the season that you're in right now. Yes, you're ready. For, I'm ready for my next season. I'm ready for my next level. I'm walking in new dimensions. I got it. I hear people say all of that. I cool, I'm cool with it. You know, whatever. I'm, you know, God will, will move you when God wants to move you, when God's timing comes. But for right now, how about you learn how to just enjoy where you're at? Enjoy the season that you're in. I mean, do it. I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you frustrated over? Learn how to enjoy while you're waiting on God concerning what to do next, right? You don't have to have a bad experience. You don't have to do it with a bitterness in your heart. If, if, you're, if you are where you are right now because God led you to be there, then just enjoy it. One of the greatest lessons that we can learn as children of God is, is to learn how to just rest in his promises. If God said it, watch this. Now, let me be clear about something. If God said it, God has to do it. Like, I mean, God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he declared it, he will perform it. If he decreed it, he shall make it good. If God really said it, if, if God told you, hey, this is your business. Hey, this is your spouse. Hey, this is your, whatever, your promotion. Hey, this, what, I don't know what it is, but whatever God said to you, if God said it, he has to do it. Like, I mean, God, God is not, God can't be like, oh, my bad, I renege. No, if God said it, he has to do it. And since he has to perform it, stop worrying about it. Stop. Stop worrying about it and learn how to enter into God's rest. If God said it, it has to happen. You release your faith. You believe God is going to happen, Lord. It's going to happen in your timing. All right, let me, let me give you, uh, uh, I thought about this example uh, as I got to this point. 
So I was in the military for 25 years. Yesterday was Veterans Day. So I'm going to use this example. So let's say when we were in the army, we had to move soldiers, you know, large groups of soldiers sometimes moving them like, you know, to a plane, to an airport, to a, through a hangar, through a warehouse, whatever. So when you got large groups of soldiers, you got to tell them, hey, where to go? Like, hey. And then as the leader will walk up to the group, let's say you're walking up to the group, everybody stands up, they grab all this stuff, get ready, like, hey, group, up, hand, huh. all right, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going this way. So everybody, like, you know, move or whatever, right? But one of the times, uh, this would happen all the time, where somebody would come and everybody gets up and they get all this stuff ready and they'd be like, at ease. And, be like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, uh, for right now, just rest in place. And when... when when we tell them to rest in place, what we're saying is, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> right now, like, we told you to get to where you are right now, right? So you are where you are because we told you to be there. Now that you're here and you're waiting on the next command on concerning where to go next, I'm telling you right now, we ain't going nowhere anytime soon. So you know what you could do? You could rest in place. When we tell soldiers to rest in place, what they do is they take off their, their gear, you know, woof, take off their helmet. They sit down. Basically, we're saying, relax, dude. Just relax because we ain't going nowhere anytime soon. Sometimes as believers, we got to learn how to rest in place. How, yeah, I, I, like, you know what? God told me to be and that this is where I'm at. And Lord, I need a word. And Lord, I'm ready for this. And Lord, I can't wait. And oh man, I can see it and all. I can taste it. I can smell it. I got it. But you got to learn how to rest in place. David learned how to rest in place. He learned how to rest while he was waiting. As a result, that joker had six sons while he was waiting on his change to come. He enjoyed himself while he was in that season. He continued to grow while he was waiting on the Lord. And this is how we're supposed to live. You got it? Say amen to that. All right. Number three and finally, last point for today. Tap into the grace to wait. There is a grace to wait, right? Now, I'm, a, I'm straightforward. I'm honest. I'm transparent. I'm not telling you that I'm perfect at this, right? Because I mean, I, I'm, I'm preaching to myself, right? But I will admit from personal experience that waiting on God is not the easiest thing to do, right? I mean, I got you. I mean, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you want patience, but you want it now, right? I mean, you want it now. And just like anything else, but here's the point in my last point is that God has given you the grace for it. Like God, God will never expect you to do something that he has not equipped you to do. So just like God has given you the grace to fight, the grace to stand, the grace to operate in the supernatural, the grace to heal the sick and all of that stuff, God has given you the grace to lead people to Jesus, the, the, the grace to be a witness, all of that. There's a grace for all these things. Guess what? There's a grace to wait. You can tap into the grace to wait. In Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31, very familiar passage, the Bible says this, God gives strength. He gives, like he's issuing out stuff. God gives strength to those who grow tired and he increases the strength of those who are weak. Even young people grow tired and become weary and young men stumble and fall. Yet, here's the contrast, yet the strength of those who are waiting on the Lord with hope will be renewed and restored and revived and they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk 
and not faint. They will never give up. They will never cave in. They will never quit. Why? Because they're, while they're waiting on God, they are being renewed and restored and revived and they're growing stronger and stronger like David did in that season. He was growing stronger and stronger. His enemy was growing weaker and weaker and he had to just wait because he knew he was getting incrementally closer to his breakthrough. One day your change is going to come, but you have to wait until that day comes. So when you know that you are waiting on God to give you something and you know that you're waiting on God to give you something that he clearly destined for you to have and you know that it's only a matter of God's timing, right? And you know that it's only going to happen when God wants it to happen. Then listen, don't be, stop worrying about it. Don't be frustrated over it. And here's the key as I close, do not wait with human ability alone. Like don't, don't wait as a mere human. You are not a mere human. If you're born again, God's spirit is in you. You are supernatural. So just like you can tap into the supernatural for other things, tap into the supernatural to wait. Say, Lord, I, I don't want to grow tired. I don't want to grow weary. I don't want to be impatient. I don't want to get frustrated. I don't want to be upset. Like, you know, I don't want to be that, that believer, that Christian that's, oh, that's mad, just upset with the whole situation. No, I don't want that to be me. I can wait. And Father, you can give me supernatural grace to wait with spiritual strength. You can renew me while I wait. You renew my strength. You, you give me a hope that does not disappoint. There is a grace to wait. Tap into it. You got it? All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, this is one of those messages where you might need to listen to this again. This is one, this is this is ministering to me right now. All right, you ready? I need you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I walk by faith, not by sight. I live by every word that proceeds from your mouth for me. You are my center and circumference. You are my base and my boundary. You are my all in all. I don't live by what I see with these eyes. I live by what I see in the spirit. You lead me, feed me, guide me, protect me, and bless me every step of the way. I am your sheep. I hear your voice. I follow after you daily. Now, while I'm waiting on you to tell me what to do next, I am faithful to live off of the last word I heard. The last word I heard will keep me until you speak another word. And while I'm waiting, I refuse to do it with a bitter spirit. I will make the most of the season I am in and I delight myself in you. Father, now there are things that you destined me to have that have not happened yet. While I wait on those things to come to pass, I will not wait as a mere human. I refuse to grow tired or weak or impatient or frustrated. I tap into your grace to wait. I wait with spiritual strength. And while I do, you fill my heart with a hope that does not disappoint. This is why I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. My God, this was good. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, why don't you, don't you want my notes? Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Please go into the chat right now and leave me some comments. If this message was a blessing to you, and I, I trust that it should have been, 
then leave me some comments in the chat and then share the message right now. Share this message. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning so we can close out the week strong. Go into this day knowing that you can wait and you can actually enjoy it. God bless you.